At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. And while we're on the, to- the topic of shifting things in and around the city, there is a suggestion that one of the things we might look to move is the city's golf courses because an architecture firm in the UK has mocked up plans to build hundreds of homes at a North London golf club. The proposals are for 650 homes to be built on Enfield Golf Club's 18-hole course. And of course, here in Ireland, there are a fair few golf courses knocking around uh, the areas where housing could equally fit. With this is Felgen Jose, who is chairperson of the Dublin Commuter Coalition, as well as Off the Ball's Nathan Murphy. Felgen, let me start with you. I assume, given the title of you being chairperson of the Dublin Commuter Coalition, you would like to see a lot of people commuting from what are currently empty spaces. I think I speak more broadly, to be honest. But um, yeah, like there's there's golf courses like Clontarf that are built right beside a railway line where there is no station. That There was a proposal about two years ago which said uh, it could house 5,000 homes. Like we need more homes, but we need more homes in good places, not not in Kildare. If people like they're, they're, the Dublin, basically housing in Dublin has reached Kildare. It shouldn't sprawl that much. But when there's land... A lot of commuters, I would have thought, would say it had gone far beyond Kildare. Yeah, it has, it has. (laughs) Like, it's a continuous row of housing from the city centre out to Kildare. Like, uh, while there's land for golf courses, not just golf courses, like there was an article, well, there was a debate about three weeks ago where Minister Ryan was saying that there's land at Dublin Port for, that Dublin Port are using for 2,500 cars when they import them. They probably shouldn't be parked (laughs) In the middle of the city. But there is, of course, the balance to be made up about civil amenities. You could point to New York and say that big green bit in the middle is worth a lot of money. We should build on it. But there is a balance to the quality of life that the people in the city live. In the same way, I'm sure those who live both around and who use those golf courses would say they provide an amenity. They do, but they don't provide amenities to, say, the same level of people as a football club would or a a rugby club would or a GEA club, you know. The kind of density of people using a golf course is very, very low for the amount of land they take up. A football pitch, uh, what, 100 metres by 70 metres, whatever it is, um, could be used by hundreds of hundreds of people every week. The one thing we are not short of when you get outside the pale, Nathan, is land. There's quite a lot of knocking around. We are one of the least densely populated countries in Europe when it comes to the rural side of the country. Why, therefore, could you not take the golf course spaces that exist within Dublin and say, build houses on them, and if you want to go play golf, do it in the Midlands, do it in nice parkland courses, do it out in the West, wherever, just not in the middle of the city. Well, I'm delighted to be here to speak for the uh, poor downtrodden golfers Somebody of, asked of Dublin and it's very hard to uh, make the case when we're in such a housing crisis that uh, golf courses deserve their place and there is that line it's very hard to travel from north to south Dublin uh, without passing a pub it's very hard to travel from north to south Dublin and pass a golf course there aren't many golf courses 
in central Dublin. If you look inside that commuter belt, if you look inside the M50, you're at, what, half a dozen golf courses? And yes, there are some, such as Clontarf, Milltown, Ellen Park, that are in very condensed areas that would be worth enormous amounts of money. And well, we have now, seen... hang on a minute, Nathan. Let's not understate this. It's just off the top of my head. You have Deer Park, Sutton, Holt, St. Anne's, Royal Dublin. they're inside the M50. I think if you look at places like, you know, the Grange, Edmundstown, which are around Marley Park, which is a brilliant facility and can cover all of the other things that people want in terms of amenities, that there should be a place for golf. Golf is a very accessible sport the throughout the country. But there is a place for golf, just put it outside the M50. You have literally You can't put everything outside the M50 except for housing. There has to be, as you say, amenities for different people. So yes, lots of people want to play football. We have lots of football pitches. We should have more football pitches. We should have more Astro pitches so that when we've had the weather we've had that the kids of Dublin get to play football at the weekends and not every game is called off in a public park. So there you are, Felden. You're effectively all for the destruction of the quality of life in the city. I, I think it should be reviewed on a case by case basis. Like you said, uh, Elm Park, uh, Milltown, Clontarf, there's one Elm Green at the Blanchestown exit of the M50. Which Elm is, Green is a public a public course. Yeah, they were going to, they were talking about rezoning it, but then didn't. But like, that is, that is right on a railway line. That is right at the M50. That is big land. And there's going to be housing right beside it, but just not on it. And like Clontarf, it's right on a railway line. Uh, similarly, like Hoth, if you look at Hoth. Sutton's right on a railway line? Most of Hoth is actually a golf course. It's not nature. Like, it's, Deer it's, Park it's, is right on yeah, the railway line. I think there's, I think there's plenty of nature within the golf course as well. Uh, look, I think now, Clontarf golf club, we've seen... Can I put an argument to you, though, that you talked about the golf courses, or you talked about football pitches and all the rest of it. There are people who will get their football boots, put them in a bag, get in a bus, go to a local park, play football. There's precious few people, I would have thought, showing up to golf courses on the bus with their golf bags. So they, if they're going to get in a car and drive to a golf course, what's to stop them driving a couple of extra minutes outside Dublin rather than inside the city limits. Oh, I think that says more about our public transport setup than it does about the golf courses and uh, the fact, I think if you're on the tube in London, you'll often see people carrying their golf clubs around. But my point being, we have what we have, which is people driving to courses. So what harm if they have to drive an extra 20 minutes? What harm if you do extra 20 minutes for anything? I think if it's there, accessible, you've been a member of that club for years and years. Now, this is happening, by the way, what you're talking about. So we've seen the Leary Golf Club about 20 years ago, uh, they moved out to closer to Enniscary. It's still called Dunleary Golf Club, but it's most certainly not in Dunleary. It's about 10 miles away from its original uh, spot. Clontarf Golf Club, uh, just before the crash. Which likewise isn't exactly in Clontarf. They were offered, I think it was around €100,000 each per member to move out of the city. And for various different reasons, it didn't happen. But there has been talk again recently of developers looking at that site in Clontarf and potentially moving further out. But there is obviously a prestige that comes with being a member of Clontarf Golf Club that wherever they move it to, it'll still need to be called Clontarf Golf Club. Say that again. They were offered €100,000 per member. Per member to move out to uh, in or around Charlie Hawhey's former residence out there. They accepted. Mm, Per member. Well, if that's what it costs to get these golf courses, Felgen, do you think the state can afford it? Clontarf Golf Course is actually owned by Dunn City Council. The land, it's leased to Clontarf Golf Club. So I don't know what the buyout thing is, but like at least the Clontarf for, I think like 30,000 euro per year. Like I'd love a rent like that for 75 acres of land. Like that, that should be used for housing, parks, more nature, like golf courses don't have a well, lot of steady, nature in it. There's a fair bit of nature. You have trees and squirrels and birds and, and all that. Grass isn't nature, though. It's like it's it really isn't. Uh, I mean, when you look at 
most public parks, I argue that they have more nature than golf courses, which are kept well groomed and you'll find golf courses are amongst the most well groomed and manicured uh, parts of nature that you'll find around uh, this city be. it shouldn't be wilder it should be wilder it shouldn't be that well groomed you know there's but you're talking about turning them into houses and parks and parks oh well steady like if we're going to put several hundred or several thousand houses onto this you are you are going to be at a great net diminution of the amount of nature that'll be knocking around when these are turned into housing estates well there's requirements for like the ratio between housing and public land or private public parks these days so you can't just build 100% uh, housing on any land it has to be I think 30-40% parks and amenities and stuff like that which we could be a lot which could be a lot more biodiverse than uh, which is a point that's matched by some of the texts coming in and by the way 53106 is a cost of 30 cent or 0874100106 lads how many houses and apartments would fit into Phoenix Park this is the slippery slope well, where, do, where do you finish and surely if we're looking at housing solutions there are better targets initially than golf courses we need to go higher. We need to add more stories. We need to increase density in the city centre. And there needs to be a space for amenities. So if we're looking at Clontarf Golf Club, are we going to start looking at St. Anne's Park? Are we going to start looking at Marley Park? And actually think of the amount of houses we could build there. We could keep half the park. We could build another 10,000 houses. But look at the facility. Look at the thousands of people that are there every week. And yes, it's a hard sell at times on golf courses, particularly in central Dublin when you look at the joining fees. But golf in general in this country is an incredibly accessible sport. Just look at our successful golfers and their backgrounds. Look at Shane Lowry, Rory McIlroy, Potter Carrington, all come from very middle class backgrounds. Outside of the central Dublin area, the fees aren't uh, aren't crazy. Well, Some of these courses, when you, you know, juxtapose, they might get there. Uh, juxtapose those two with the, the thing of the, the joining fees, there's not many of the courses that we have been talking to that are talking about are cheap and accessible to the average person in a text saying this just stinks of elitist lefty socialist anti-capitalist Ireland let's all build housing courtesy of the hard pressed taxpayers for whom exactly but to some extent this is greatly in favour of the elites isn't it because it's mostly the elites who are in these clubs I think for kids there's certainly easy ways to access all of these clubs on undoubtedly as you get older the fees are ba- probably back up to where they were Celtic Tiger levels of 10 15000 entry fee and then anywhere from 1800 to 2000 per year membership but uh, is that what it post, is post covid so, so, but it's 10k just to get in the door certain clubs at the moment yeah it'd be back up on that level once again if you can get the other thing is if you can get in the door because post covid obviously golf has had an enormous spike in terms of memberships and clubs were crying out for members four or five years ago whereas now there are waiting lists at almost all the major clubs around Dublin now I should say because I know that there will be people who are members of and representative of some of the clubs that we have been talking about some of these clubs don't have anything like those kind of introductory fees and you can get into Mm. them and you can pay direct green fees at nothing like those kind of costs but some of them are in uh, that category Interesting point here, Felgen, suggesting that this is prejudiced against a certain cohort of people that has nothing to do with money. It says there's plenty of spare land in Dublin without taking up more green space and golf is particularly played by middle-aged and older people. So what you're effectively doing is striking against those (laughs) who are middle-aged and older. Uh, Like I said at the beginning, it's for me, it's not just about golf, it's about uh, efficient use of land in the city. I mentioned the car park in Dublin Port that we were talking about a couple of weeks ago. Like, we shouldn't be storing imported cars in the middle of the city. That should be outside the city. Jamestown Industrial Estate was rezoned by Dublin City Council about two years ago. Uh, They drew up a massive plan for, I don't remember how many hectares, basically about 4,000 houses in what is an old industrial estate. 
it's about looking at like there really isn't that much land in Dublin. Okay, there's loads of land in the country, but you want to build houses where people want to live. You want to build houses where people don't have to commute for two hours, don't have to drive. When you look at that, you do have to look at industrial estates and car parks. There's the car park beside um, Contarf Dodge Station, which uh, is owned by Dublin City Council, but is leased to a private company for, I think, around 30, 35,000 euro for, uh, per year. And it was a 20-year lease signed about 20 years ago. And they're, going to re- re- they're talking about renewing it for 20 more years tonight at the Dublin City Council meeting. So, like, there's loads of underutilised land which could be used for efficient uses. A final thing on this, uh, Nathan. One of the things is, is the nimbyism element because the, the courses that we have been talking about, with very few exceptions, these are in some of the m- most wealthy, most salubrious parts of Dublin, which I assume is part of why the locals are able to say no chance that this is going to turn into housing. Absolutely. And there are any amount of clubs then around the commuter belt, around the M50 that are more accessible, that are probably more reasonable in terms of their entry fees. But yeah, the power that the membership of these clubs have is enormous. Quite often it goes through the generations and generations of families have been members of these clubs. So there's a... Uh, a lot that goes into being a member of uh, the best clubs in Dublin and there's obviously a place in society that goes with that as well and they don't want to lose it and you know if you live around the corner from one of these clubs uh, you don't want to suddenly have to go 20 miles down the road even if they are giving you 100 grand for the pleasure If you have any of you 53106 at a cost of 30 cent or you can get us 087-1400-106 that is our very own Nathan Murphy from Off the Ball and of course co-host of Golf Weekly and Felgen Jose who is chairperson of the Dublin Commuter Coalition. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.